describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Great. Well, see there, there you are. There you I are. see. There I am. So we have a new figure. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Welcome. I should look at that. Not that. That. Not that. That. Okay. That. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Welcome to Grog Talk. I'm James. I'm Rob. And where are we from today, Rob? Oh, um, well, I think that the Baba Yaga's hut uh, has is up has. Uh, Having need some maintenance, oh. so we stopped off. In, well, I don't know where we are. That's right. We have to figure that out. All right. Do we try spin around? Yes. Well, you have to do it closer to there. Oh. You can get out of frame. All right. This is me going to the thing. The map. We are. Okay. We are in the middle. Uh huh. Of the Great Greenwood. The Great Greenwood. Congratulations. We are in the Great Greenwood. Yes. You look that up. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Everyone's on. Hello, folks. Good to see everyone. Let's see. Geographical features. Great Greenwood, the page 15. So what are you looking in, Rob, by the way? Oh, I am looking in the, uh, the Grog Empire 2022 Almanac. The official. The official one, yes. It's official because it's here on the desk of Grog Talk. Right. It's been uh, touched by me and Dan, thus it is official. The Great Greenwood covers a wide area of the wilderness west of the Midland Sea and east of the Jayquays. It remains a wild, unexplored area with few human habitations. It is rumored that the feared hodag may be found here. The northern part is known as the March of Scary Tooth. March of Scary Tooth. Okay, so do you remember the March of Scary, Scary Tooth is a dragon? Ah, uh, yes. So the northern part of the Great Greenwood is. The March of Scary Tooth. The yeah. Hodag may be found here. So I think clearly we are in wilderness forest. Right. Wilderness forest. We, that, may, that may be foreshadowing into the uh, random encounter. It might. That's right. So, so Rob has graciously decided to join us. Uh, Dan, once again, the real world has interfered with priorities, which of course is the show, and the entertainment of those who are here. Right. Hello, all five of you. Well, there's, uh, there's Mrs. Robert. She's oh, on. I asked right. if she was tooting. She's not tooting. That's what, no, I put, actually, I put tuts. She probably does, has no idea what I'm talking about, but that's okay. Uh, I didn't put toots. <laughs> uh, I put tuts better than what I could have put. Hey, so. tuts. <laughs> it's right, you know, so there you go. <laughs> um, so while we uh, segue, 
we are going to talk about GrogCon 23, Orcus Fest, all hail Orcus. Orcus. All hail Orcus. Feast of Orcus. Yes, that's going to be September 29th through October 1st at the Doubletree. And there's some news, right, Rob? Oh, what is the news? Well, you were on the call with us. I do. It was a long call. It was a long call. Um, it was oh, so long that you were like, please let this call out. Oh, um, it has not been canceled. Correct. In fact, it's bigger than ever. Uh, the Yes, it's been definitely bigger than ever. It has the, not been canceled. The Doubletree Orlando is really a great hotel. You went there. I Yes, I scouted it out once it was first identified. After last... Grogcon 2022. Which was, which was uh, a, a one for the ages. One for the ages. I thought I would take a look at the place. I drove out there, and it's a really nice space. Very, very nice. It's near Universal, uh, which uh, means that if you're dragging along a family that would, wants to go to Universal, you're, you can shove them in there while you go to Grogcon. Right. That is, that is one of the advantages we have here. Your children and family who may not be so inclined to play gaming or your significant other, they can go do other things in the great uh, metropolis known as Orlando That's while right. you uh, satiate your desire to play old school games. That's right. You can. But we, uh, we did some work with regards to, or with the discussions with regards to the games. The games will be available. To uh, so if if you have a game you want to run at GrogCon, go ahead and go out to the uh, right. site and submit it, and it won't show up. The schedule will be revealed at the end of July. That is correct. And so it, the date's coming. Yeah, the date is coming. So one of the feedback we got from last year, some of the stuff had dribbled out. Um, not not, not the Devil Tree, unfortunately. The Double Tree would be great. Uh, the um, so one of the challenges we had last year is things were dribbling out randomly, at least for folks out there, which then they wanted to sign up for things and they were not available because they, they didn't know about. It. So that input has been taken by the overlords that we work with. And so the idea is um, you can put your, so the way the system works is you buy a badge, which lets you into the event, and then you can create events Right. Which are issued tickets, which are typically free because it's a pay one price kind of thing. Right. So uh, for those who are patrons of a high electrum hire, I'll be sending out a note in the next week saying, hey, do you want to, are you coming to GrogCon? You need to respond to that by the uh, middle of July because I'm going to buy you a ticket. They're not free tickets. We have to buy them with our own money, uh, which, of course, we get from you all. Um, so it's kind of the circle of money laundering. It's basically a money laundering. Basically, we give you money, you give us money, it's fine. Um, but, oh, well, great, Lloyd. Hope, Hi, Lloyd. Hope, talk to you soon. Hope, hope you're doing well. Uh, that's, thanks for coming by. Um, so I will be sending a note. Please respond to that note. Then we will be putting our games in. All the games will be put in. The scheduling overlords will put them in in July. And then sometime in the end of July, early August, they will be released to you all. And we will announce that date. But keep an eye on that. Because we, if you want to uh, you know, participate in a game, we, what we don't want to happen is you miss out on the game because you weren't aware of it. Yeah. So the other bit of piece of uh, business that came out of that meeting was the decision. We've, we've listened to the, um, all the feedback. Hundreds, right. hundreds. We sorted right. through it. The tournament, the official GrogCon yes. 2023 AD&D tournament, will be on Saturday afternoon. 
Saturday afternoon, probably at noon or one o'clock. Right. Not at night, but during the afternoon. Hopefully in time for ancient grognards to get to bed before, maybe before the sun goes down. Yes, that's right. So uh, typically we have the tournament between like 6 and 11, and, you know, people are kind of fading at the end. Um, some are. Somewhere. The DMs certainly. Were. Yes, the DMs were fading uh, after a long day of gaming. So we're planning to do it mid-afternoon because there's also um, plans for some soiree Saturday evening. Yeah, there's some sort of social event that uh, we didn't want to. We wanted to go to, let's right. be honest. Yes. Okay, that's what it really comes down right. to. We wanted to go to the party. We didn't want to be running right. a tournament when the party was on. So we're hoping it'll be mid-afternoon. I'm sure people can continue to run games and socialize. It's, again, this is a much bigger con, so there's more opportunities for frivolity. Yeah, there will be cosplay. There, I've heard. I want, so, so what, what, Ben Kanan and different kind of cosplay, oh. one would think. Oh, okay. So it's not know. what I saw in Key West. Different than than that. Well, I mean, this is a big this is a big town. There's a lot of tourists. Uh, but in there, in the con, in the convention, you know, you know, sometime James, when the, we turn the camera off, I'll have to tell you about the a, a prior uh, experience I had. Ooh, at a prior. Maybe that's something we could record for the for the patrons. Oh, this, uh, uh, grog talk after dark. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's it. Exactly. <laughs> you meet all kinds of folks. Yeah, was your wife there too? Was this like uh, she was not, but I was. Was she aware of this story? Because she's on now. Oh, I'm sure I've told. Okay, this okay. Story. I'm not going to. It's it's not nearly as as uh, salacious as I made it uh, as I made I like it, it, it to sound. But yeah. so I'm going to. Well, there is a cosplay room. Didn't he mention that there's a cosplay room? I think there was a room of. I, cosplay. Yeah, I believe they're they're putting the what do you call it the the foam on the, the foam padding on the floor and carpet on the walls and. Yes. Everything. I don't know what's going on, and there was also fireball, fireball. That's right, and a room, and a room for um, photo taken. What do they call it? Uh, yeah, like pictures. A, yeah, meet and greet room or something. Was, yeah, a photo op room. Photo op room, right. which I guess is probably I'd have your picture taken with the Grog Emperor, right? At twenty five dollars, should I charge a hundred? We should, well, I'm going to charge like a thousand dollars. Charge a thousand dollars and then hand out discount tickets. That's right. Ninety nine 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 percent. That's right. I'll take a nickel. Exactly. Uh, so there you go. Very special. You're, you're considered a very special episode with your aunts. That's excellent. Oh, that's nice. So there's some changes, but things are moving forward rapidly. Uh, Crystal, who is developing our painting. Uh, the official painting of, is is coming out amazingly, and so we're looking forward to. I'm shocked. I mean, I'm not shocked at the. Ta- well, I am shocked at the talent. It's just yeah. really beautiful. It is, uh, and um, so there will be prints available. There will be. I'm planning to put on the t-shirts, which so all this is coming together. So that is, we're super excited. Uh, in the meantime, if you are not playing first edition D and D or other old school games, please feel free to go out to the Grognards Guild online, which is our. Discord server. Uh, Rob is a frequent contributor and moderator on on there, and so am I. I, I occasionally uh, peruse. You and, occasionally, occasionally, you come in and drop some truth bombs. That's right. Us. I do drop some truth bombs on there, and uh, so. But that's a place where you can organize games or be part of games. Again, the reason we do this is we love the old school games and want them to continue to be used. So, go out and do that. 
Uh, we're not doing any titles. Uh, the Go Delicious travels. We had so the inexorable claw had 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 Go Delicious for a while. And now he is back in Florida, is my understanding. Yes, I was just looking at it and then I completely forgot. So hold on just a moment. That's okay. We're, we're in no time crunch here. I know. Um, it is the perverse silencer of Hillsborough County. Is, Thank you. Is is now the has, ward and, and apparently is taking him to a wedding. I don't know if it's oh. his own wedding or her own wedding. Wow, that's interesting. I, Perverse silencer is taking Gody to the to a wedding. That's great. I know it's kind of hopefully not. Hopefully not his. Not the goat's wedding. Isn't wasn't he? He was. Goat, was he married to Rose? Um, yes, but that's that's how he ended his demise. That's. Oh, I see. It was a. It was consumed on the wedding flame. night. It was flame. I it's, see. You know that it was a burning love. That was burning. Ooh, let's see. Do we get there was burning thing? involved. There was. That's exactly right. Um, so. He's back. He again, the goat. And have you seen there? Uh, there is uh, foul magics afoot I, out there. I don't know. I think it must have been some. I, I, I would prefer to think that it was Photoshop and not actual uh, necromancy of that sort. That somebody is claiming the inexorable claw is claiming to have cloned Go right. Delicious. Well, there are dark arts being produced in the far reaches of the empire. And that's that, true. It's just, I, should we send, I don't know, an investigative party? We should send Dan and a team of gnomes. As far, is that where Dan is? I don't, we don't know. Perhaps. Maybe he is there. I am concerned that is, you know, we have cloning the spell. There is, or a simulacrum. Simulacrum, yeah. That's another one. Uh, there's a, unfortunately, there's all sorts of different. Create goat. Is that a spell? That's right. Uh, uh, um, some kind of flesh golem might have worked. Oh, and, then, uh, and a wish to have your consciousness placed uh, into. Lint golem, uh, fuzz golem, or summon a uh, stuffed animal. Yeah, plush, plushy. Plush, plush, summon some plushy. Summon plushy. That's it. That's perfect. Summon plushy. That I like. That's a cantrip. Druid cantrip. That's right. It's usually used just before night bedtime, and then you kind of curl up and ah, go to sleep in your sleeping bag with your brushing. I like that. So uh, he is there. Uh, could be a doppelganger. That's true. There's a lot of good re things that are happening. So if you want to see the clone, go out to the Discord. Um, so speaking of uh, Discord and exciting things, you had shown pictures, and this is the reveal. Oh, yes. That's right. I, I'm going to reveal it here. Da, 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 da. He, he presented the official... Flipping and turning, issue 12 is available That's for right. some. For some, but not all. If it you're is. a patron, you have the PDF right now. These came from the printer just yesterday. And um, I'm going to be sending them out to the uh, patron, patrons of the, uh, was it silver or gold level? Uh, platinum. Platinum. No, gold and platinum. Gold and platinum. Thank you. I'm glad we've worked out. Right. Finally. Who, who, it's only after five years, three years. That's right. Uh, the gold and platinum level, we'll be sending those out and also subscribers. And it will be available soon on Smoldering Dung Games. Right. And, and you see on the back. I love this. We've added a little something for those of you who cannot or uh, won't. It's flat go delicious is available on the back of the magazine. So technically, there's two of them here, but we won't. But these are, this, it, it's getting worse. Right. 
It's like but, tribbles. They keep populating. But you see, so on the back cover is, uh, you can cut out a little picture, Go Delicious. And on the inside, it gives, on the inside cover, it has instructions on how to do it, like ask mom for a pair of safe scissors. Right. And uh, cut along, take flat, take flat Go Delicious along in your adventures, and ask your dad to take pictures. So I have a couple of thoughts, since I did not know this. This is a surprise to me, which I love. This is great. And Dan is going to love this as well. Mm -hmm. um, is this something, I, you know, and I always, I'm the one who usually gets work. So now that you're here, it's kind of rolling downhill. So I'm going to, is there a way to get, make these into shrinkos? The shrinky things. Shrinky, shrink shrinky dings. I don't remember? know what those are. You remember the shrinky dings were those plastic things that you'd cook in the oven? They would shrink down. I have no idea. You've never heard of a shrink. You have never heard of a shrinky ding. Oh my goodness, I am shocked. This is shocking. Well, you know, people of my generation didn't have. Shrinky ding is classic. It's from the 70s. I almost, I cannot believe you, you had the little people, you know what I'm talking about here. It's just, it's, you get these things, they're little things, you put them in the oven, they shrink down, the shrinky dings. I, 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 okay, hold on, we gotta take a break here. I'm not gonna take an intermission. But. <laughs> He's got to look it up. Shrinky Dink, okay? Shrinky Dink's creative pack. There they are. You put them in the oven. Then, they, then you what? You eat them? No, you display them. See? You, you color them. You cut them out. You bake them, and they become little trinkets. I see. They're around. They're, they're from the 70s. Shrinky Dink's creative pack, 10 sheets. Yeah. Well. <sighs> Shrinky Dink 70s commercials. This is not... Here it is, 1970 Shrinky Dink Color Forms commercial. All right, folks, I, I'm going to not interrupt the show, but you need to look that up. I'm making a little note to myself right now. Yes, I know Shrinky Dink is a nasty insult, but and please put your Shrinky Dinks down. Do not be grasping your Shrinky Dinks. That's where we're getting all these things. Leave your Shrinky Dink alone at right. least I mean, a few the hours a day. The temptation while watching the show <laughs> to grab your shrinky, to grab your shrinky dink must be very great, yeah. but right. please resist. Right. And, and unfortunately, I would say that our show probably does induce shrinkage, shrinking, as shrinky opposed to the opposite thing. It's the anti uh, well, enlarged spell. Well, I want to talk a little bit about what's in the episode issue just please. very quickly. But I'm going to now. I know what to get you for Christmas: shrinky yeah. dinks. Um, there is uh, the the a lot of the regular columns are here, like well, terrible off, monsters. Starts off well, sir. Starts off with me and you. Yes, well, well with the editor, rules AF in right. Wizards of the Marketplace. So putting the bar on the floor, so it's all uphill from there. There's a um, there's a, re a discussion about Dave Con 2023, along with some pictures. Um, I had a had a really great interview with Mike Carr. I'll, Your bud. My, I, oh, I, I wish. Uh, there's the, the theme is the tournament. So there's the rules for the tournament in first edition AD&D by uh, the Chancellor of Australia. Chamberlain. Chamberlain of Australia, sorry. Not a Chancellor. Um, How dare you misquote him. We have a, uh, another, I apologize. I have another uh, great art, uh, adventure by uh, Brian Larch. Oh, wonderful. And um, an interview with the Old Man old man Rolling Dice podcast. Oh, nice. And kind of, and 
It's just it was a good episode. It's a good issue. We're really very happy with it. It's, and, oh, and there, I didn't mention the color. The cover cover is an amazing drawing by Billy Hendrickson, the Artful, Artful DM, DM. Uh, who you can find on Twitter or Instagram. Absolutely amazing. I don't think I put anything in this magazine. Did you, did Dick put anything in the magazine? Besides, we talked. You talked he, about Dave Con. He there. Dave. He put Dave Con in the magazine, and um, I think that might be. I mean, that's enough. It was a right. nice art. It was a nice write-up. I mean, considering that I know how much work I put in Archon, which is basically nothing compared to what he has to do. He's doing it all. So I, I know it's a full-time job. He's got a full-time job, and then his other full-time job is is herding cats and doing the Dave Con thing. Exactly. All right. So issue twelve. In the books, that means issue 13 is coming around. <laughs> yes, issue 13, the, the deadline is, is, is started. What's uh, the theme? Obviously, it's a... It's, it, yes, it's the Feast of Orcus. The Feast of Orcus, That's Yes, right. it'll be released at GrogCon. So, uh, regardless of everything, the first people to get it will be uh, people who come to GrogCon. Yes. So, I mean, it'll be available. It's not going to be a... Not a gimme. It's not a giveaway. Right. I don't want you to think I'm going to do that this time. Yeah. But uh, well, are you going to bundle issue episode number five with it? Oh yes, number five along with it. Yes. But if you buy it at the con, if you buy it at the con, you also get a free issue. I'm help. I'm here to help you. No, I think maybe we'll figure that out later. <laughs> yeah, so if, you, if you're curious about that, get hit me up at the con. I'll tell you all about it. How about if you stop by your booth? It's not my boot. I'm thinking of getting the, the flea market. Oh, the flea market. That's even better. Yeah, I like that. So if they shake your hand, do they get issue five? Um, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. Do you want to I, talk about this? I would love to talk about I that. Didn't, I didn't film if it was on there or not. Um, it is. Very, very soon. Severed Fate. Isn't that, um, so you may recall from episode... I don't remember which episode. It's a long time ago. It was an interview that Dan and James gave with John Keefe and Laurel Nicholson about uh, their undead, the, the um, module Undead by, yep. um, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. Rollades. Rollades, right, by Mayfair Games. And they said, well, we have another module that we're working on, and it's Severed Fate. And, and they were gracious enough to work with me on Getting it, we did a successful Kickstarter, and the we're it's we're very very close to sending out um, the the backer uh, backer rewards, including this. What I hold in my hand here is a proof. So it's this is actually about two months old, but you can see the cover, yeah, etc. And it's and there's pages. That's, but that's good. It's pages inside. That's about as far as we got. We have pages. That's excellent. But it looks it's 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 turning out very good. I'm very proud of it. They did a, they did really good work. It's a lot of fun. It's a fun fun module. Well, you know, I'm proud if that's the word of the fact that we have through this endeavor have released a bunch of old school content. People who have wanted to uh, produce things. Fortunately, we're in an age where it's relatively simple, and we have people of means who can support it, it's all worked out. Yep, and it's perfect. It's been, it's been great. So if you all want that to continue, where you can get content uh, from folks who are as passionate as you are, we, you need to support it by going to smolderingdonegames.com. 
Or you can reach out to Rob directly at smolderingdumbgames at gmail.com, correct? Oh, that just rolled on right off the tongue. Yes, that is absolutely correct. I'm a trained professional. You are. It's amazing. This is what I do. I, I sit in awe. I jibber-jabber. I listen to Dan, and I have to react to Dan. See, that's the thing. That's As everyone knows, I'm the straight man. He's the Costello. I'm the, no, yes, I'm the Costello. He's the Abbott. Yes, right. And, and, and I'm, the, I'm the Zeppo. Not Zeppo. Who's the other guy? There was another guy that kind of was like a sidekick. Slowly I turn. <laughs> You're one of the monsters. Yes. Exactly. Ah. <laughs> All right. Well, so if you like this nonsense, um, you can help us. We, while we are not as vain as many others, we have our own pride. So if you could like and subscribe on YouTube or do an iTunes review, which we will read verbatim if it is not profane and obscene, but it can be factual. If you think we suck and you just want to put, this show sucks, we will write, read it verbatim. Can, can you, but you don't read comments on individual, <coughs> is that correct? Right, There's I don't have There's a difference between a review and Yeah, a review is you're going to iTunes review and you're going out there and putting, you know, that's for the, for the show itself in general. It's a review of the show, the, not okay. of so, because I, I don't want you to read the comments that are inevitably going to come up on this particular episode. Right. No, I don't read comments. Uh, Dan does that, so then he gets all fired up. I don't read them. I don't care. Uh, I only read things that, again, and if people, uh, people have put comments about rules or things, in the, and I appreciate that people wanted to know about that, I'm going to always steer people to the Discord. We have the Gibbering Mouther, who's our official uh, rules lawyer. We also have a community out there. You know, unless it's a pretty obvious thing, I try not to answer it just because I'd rather have folks be engaged with the community. And there's a lot of engagement on that Discord. Right. So. Um, By a I, lot of smart people. I get e we get emails. We get uh, Twitter things. We've gotten patron things. So, so, again, if it takes me a while to respond to those, it's because generally I would want people to go to Discord. So with that, we're going to do some Mad Libs. Oh, cool. It's going to do some Mad Libs. Mad Libs, Mad so, Libs. Uh, Rob is gracious to going to be the guppy, and he's going to um, tell me. I'm, I'm going to provide. Do we, uh, so Mad Libs is a game for children that, that where they, uh, you, one person one. asks a, another, uh, for words. another for words of various type, like nouns, adverbs, etc., and puts them into a story, and then reads it out loud for hilarious mm, results. That's right. Exactly. So, with that said, uh, you're going to provide these. All right, I'm providing it. Tell me what I need. Oh, and the gibbering mouther is particularly salty in issue 12. I didn't realize that. I haven't read that. Oh, yes, that is actually true. The gibbering mouther is salty. And for that matter, so is the wizard in the marketplace. He gets really angry very violent yeah. it's i don't know okay uh, so are you ready i am the first thing i need is a part of the body oh i can just tell you can't i yes um gizzard an adjective moist i see this is your my kind of guy another adjective salty well that is an adjective Verb. Um, scoot. Verb ending in ing. Wailing. 
verb. Plug. I'm just looking around the room. Okay. A noun. Godzilla. 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 Another noun. Uh, kick drum. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, adjective. Uh, steely. Ooh, that's a good one. Plural noun. Villagers. Okay. Occupation. Uh, goat herd. A goat herder. Got it. Noun. By the way, you guys can be playing along. Just write this down. And Cloud. Cloud. Plural noun. Weasels. Adjective. Dark. Verb ending in ing. Pleasing. And a part of the body. Uh, follicle. Okay. Excellent. Now, are you ready for your uh, story that has been personalized by you and, sh and hilarity should ensue? I, yes. Um, I, we should put a footnote and say no, no hilarity is guaranteed. Right. That's, that's what makes this is when, when you do things improv, this is what happens. All right. So uh, what's the title? The title, Sampling of Adventurers, Part 1. A by, sampling of adventure. By the way, this, this fine product is brought to you by Wizards of the Coast. Not a sponsor, but we would love them to be a sponsor. We don't care if we sell out. We're totally fine with that. If you, so, money, sampling money, of adventure. Money. Money, right. If you're scratching your gizzard trying to pick an adventure, here are some moist types that you can choose from. Moist. 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 These are moist. Moist. Fighter. You are strong, salty, and ready to scoot. That's, that's right. Scoot right in there. <laughs> You are a master of whaling with weapons and are ready to plug into battle to defend the Godzilla. Magic user, you are a kick drum of the arcane arts. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. I actually kind of like that. That's right. You're a kick drum of the arcane kick arts. Drum. Your intelligence makes you a steely teammate with an interest in finding villagers and scrolls to enhance your power. That's perfect. <laughs> perfect. I need to take over the whole village. March it. Well, the... Uh, the wizard in the market, always looking for always villagers, looking for villagers yep. to uh, consume and use as part of his foul with magics. Cleric, you're a healer and a goat herder. <laughs> well, that's who harnesses divine cloud. Oh, the divine cloud. The divine cloud. That's uh, well, it's a cloud. The host of cloud. It's not like hilarious. Cloud. It's more accurate. Yeah, it's very, very, very biblical. You are often called on by the weasels you worship. <laughs> <laughs> to undertake dark quests. See, that's perfect. That's... <laughs> I didn't say it was a good cleric. Right. These weasels. weasels. That was good. Uh, this. this is also thief. Pleasing in the shadows is what you live for. <laughs> Yeah. 
<laughs> you are a follicle-stabbing scoundrel and proud of it. Well done. Okay. Started a little slow, but, but, it, but it, it felt, it felt it, to the better. It came, it came strong. Came out weasels. <laughs> You're often called on by the weasels you worship to undertake dark quests. That does not... To accurately depict the cleric, I'm not sure. What <laughs> you weasels. Yes, my we giant weasel. Now, and where's the thief? He's pleasing in the shadows. <laughs> He's pleasing in the shadows. <laughs> Excellent. Oh. Well, folks. All right, that'll do. And that will do that just fine. <laughs> All right. So now we're on to Trivial Pursuit. If you can reach back there, oh. I will explain... So again, another fine Wizards of the Coast product. They created a Trivial Pursuit game of Dungeons and Dragons. You think, how can they make a Dungeons and Dragons game, a Trivial Pursuit game of Dungeons and Dragons? Well, they figured it out because they got some help, allegedly. I'm, I'm sure it's factual, but people have said from the esteemed John Peterson, who is, you know, has written, written a number of great books. And so he has uh, contributed, I'm sure, with many others. He has an infinite amount of trivial knowledge. Yes, he does. Oh, now there's a mess here. So anyway, so what we do is we read some of the random questions here. This is evergreen. Well, it's not evergreen. There's 1,800 of them, but... Um, Let's not use the ones we've already used. Right, so I'm going to pull these. I don't know if we're supposed to be putting them on the bottom, but we'll do this just in case. Uh, we'll shake them up like this. All right, so we're going to take a handful. You'll take a handful, and we will... I'm sorry, here, I had them ready for you. Ah. So, typically the orange one is... Uh, I'm sorry, the yellow is history. It's lore, yeah. History, and, and orange is monsters. So those are the ones that are most likely to have things that would be uh, oh relevant. Goodness. Okay, some of these questions are pretty awesome. Yes. I okay. want to know the answer. I don't know the answer to so you can start. All right, I will start. The, the yellow, you say? Yeah. I mean, anyone that seems like we could answer, that is before 1985. That's the important thing. Okay. What? I don't know. This seems to date from pretty late. I'm going to ask you this one, because yeah. I know you'll know the answer to this one. Okay. What is the good-aligned counterpart, the good-aligned counterpart to the Book of Vile Deeds? Oh, that's still... Oh, the, that, oh, the, the magic item, Book of Vile Deeds. I'm sorry, Book of Vile Darkness. Oh, the, it is the Book of Exalted Deeds. It is the Book of Exalted Deeds, yes. Ding, ding. Thank you. Wait, wait, are we letting... We should let them answer it, too, so next time we shouldn't answer it. Okay, answer. Oh, that, that, one, that was just a test That round. was a test one. A test round. Yeah. All right, here's one that you may or may not get. Okay. I know who it is, but I don't know the name, which because I can see the person, but I... Okay, but which Happy Days actor voiced the character of Eric the Cavalier in the Dungeons and Dragons animated series from 1983 to 1985? Do you know that? Let's see if anyone else knows that. I'll give them a few seconds. Which Happy Days actor voiced the character of Eric the Cavalier in the Dungeons and Dragons animated series? Well, I remember the name of the character. Eric. It wasn't Fonzie. No, it was not Fonzie. That's Henry Winkler. And it wasn't Richie. It, it was not Richie. That was uh, Ron Howard. Ron Howard. Okay, I'm going to say nobody's. Um, there it is. Yes. That is. That's, <laughs> Somebody got it. That's right. I was going to say Ralph Mouth. It's Ralph Mouth. That's the person. But it's. 
as, uh, let's see, the Admiral Eternal Subduer. That's right. Donnie, also known as Don Donnie Moist. Don Donnie Moist. Moist. Not Moist. Moist. We got mo you got Moist on the brain. Moist on the brain. Thank you. Ding, ding. Correct, sir. Very good. All right. Let's see. Oh, that's not going to. I have one more. Can we? Can we? Sure. Go ahead. Since we're doing magic items. To summon a goat of terror. This is why I like this one. A goat of terror. Yes. Which kind of magic item do you need? Um, I'm going to say it is, oh gosh, a uh, charm. What's that called? Um. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't think what it's called. The figurine of wondrous power. Figurine of wondrous power is exactly what I was trying to say, but I couldn't think of it. That's why I thought that was a good one. Okay. Um, that one I can't give it to you. Ooh. In purple seems to be the one that's... Um, so purple is cosmology. Oh, pink or purple? Pink. Pink is Dungeons and Adventures. Okay. In what 1984 UK module mm. are adventurers sent to the sage Shalfi to retrieve a recently fallen meteorite that he calls a shooting star? Oh, well, it's it's it's. Let's you give them a chance too. Okay, I know the name. I um, I know the letters of it. I think it's UK one, but um. Uh, Something like Falling Star, uh, Wish Upon a Star, or something like that. I don't, I don't know what it is. Uh, I'll give him a couple more seconds couple to minutes. put the something the in. Admiral, the Admiral is, he's killing it today. He put When a Star Falls. And that is correct. Oh, UK4. Four. Four. Oh, when UK, a Star Falls. UK4 oh, UK wasn't UK1, so I was totally wrong. Hold on. Yeah, you I, get, was, I was totally wrong. Oh, let's see. Which, since you're a literary person, which magic item was inspired by Lewis Carroll's poem, Jabberwocky? Oh, the Vorpal Blade. Wow, that was a quick answer. Oh, sorry, I should have given them a chance. I wanted to at least get one of them that I knew. Final, final answer? Uh, Vorpal Sword, Vorpal Blade. Correct. It is the Vorpal Sword. Excellent. Okay, let's see. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to need another. I'm going to need. These are all from pretty late. So okay, we have plenty of them. Take take as many as you want. I'll do a couple more. All right, this is fun. That for it's, um, it's great great podcasting. I know. Yeah. In the adventure, out of the abyss, Torchstalk, tongue of madness. And Nilhog's nose are all examples of what kind of things found in the Underdark. Uh, so, in the adventure Out of the Abyss, I never played. Torchstalk, Tongue of Madness, and Nilhog's nose are all examples of what kind of things found in the Underdark. <clears throat> I'm going to say, uh, well, Underdarks have drow, and they have mind flares, and... I'm sure there's other things. So 
I'm going to say maybe a Snurf Nevlin or, yeah, let's go Snurf Nevlin. Mushrooms. Oh. They're kinds of mushrooms. They could also be described as fungi or toadstools, but not Snurf Nevlin. Okay. I mean, it specifically says not Snurf Nevlin. Really? Oh. I didn't, I didn't know those are mushrooms. Oh, here's another good one. Well, they're not real mushrooms. Oh. They're underdark mushrooms. I got you. I would not know that. You ready for mine? I am. Which ate enough, ate is enough actor voiced the character of Presto in the Dungeons and Dragons animated series from 1983 to 1985? Oh, is it? Um, we'll give we'll give the uh, the admiral a chance to do it. Great, a lot of people got mushrooms right. Yeah. So read it again for the people at home. Sure. Which Aiden is enough actor voiced the character of Presto in the Dungeons and Dragons animated series, 1983-1985? Well, Presto, of course, was the magic user. Right. Kid. Allegedly. Yeah, he would just, well, he dressed like one. Right. He basically I, fondled, he, he did things in his hat. I think it's Don Donnie Most. <laughs> no. No, it's no, not? That's what you just said for the last one. Oh, well, didn't, okay, I have no idea. But no. no, I don't have any idea. I don't. He know. was the young kid in the. In, does that help? No, not he at all. He was the youngest kid. No, I didn't watch it. Is enough. Uh, well, he got the answer. Adam Rich is the answer. Adam Rich. Boy, yeah. I am. I am. All right. I have one more, and then I'm going to. Yeah. This one I know you'll get. I'm pretty sure you'll get. I'm pretty sure everyone in our. In your listening audience will get it too. We'll see. According to. The first edition oh, wow. of Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. What title is held by the highest ranking monk in the world? Oh. The I, highest ranking monk. I, I have an answer. I'll wait, give people a chance. Does it have to, does the thing have something to do, does it have a, a pistol and a stamen? Does what have a pistol and a stamen? The, the name the master of. Do they have? Yes. Okay. It does. Then it, I'm then I'm correct. Then I know it is. Yes. That's grand, right. That's right. That is exactly right. The uh, Master of Flowers. Grand Master, master of grand Flowers. Master, that's right. But yes. I don't know if there's... Final answer. I didn't guess. You didn't give me a chance to give a final answer. But it's the Grand Master of Flowers. Okay. Very good. Excellent. Well, that was super fun. So if you want to have this for fun, where you do obscure arcane, uh, obscure knowledge... Go to your local store and buy the Dungeons and Dragons uh, Trivia Pursuit Fifth Edition. A good, not a good number of the questions are. Uh, I mean, I saw a question in there about um, critical role, yep. so it shows you that it's not even mostly about first edition. Nah, I screwed this up. Anyway, but and if you go, please tell them that GrogCon, Grog Talk sent you, and they'll go who? And uh, I'm okay with that. And maybe they'll give you. A a punch in the mouth? It's like, how dare you bring those idiots here? Uh, sir, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. That's right. If you get escorted, please take a photo of that. That would be great. Sweetie. I know my rights. Am I being detained? That's right. You don't have... I am I'm not a citizen of this country. country. I'm, a, I'm a sovereign citizen. That's right. Exactly. So I'm a citizen of the Grog Empire. Exactly. I am... I'm a subject. The, We're subjects. You are a th Chamberlain of Brandywine. How dare you? I am a diplomat. That's right. I, I, how, how, how dare you put hands on me, varlet? Uh, I'll, so, I'll, I'll immolate the heck out of you. Exactly. 
So now we're ready for Random Encounter. So Is there music for Random Encounter? There is no random. I've thought about making this after a while. It's been a long time. There's none, if, if nothing has come up yet. I used to have a little bit for it, but you know that was, that was when we were more uh, podcast-focused and less us jibber-jabbering. So here in Random Encounter, we randomly come up with a, a monster. Yes. We have it face the previous monster who somehow succeeded, and the winner of that continues. And if they win up to five times, they are retired for the some future tournament of champions. To be determined. To be determined. But boy, will it be a... That's right. Uh, a, a, a terrible, terrible battle. And to speed up for Rob's edification, the uh, previous champion was a stone golem. After the huge spider was doing well, but then ran into the buzzsaw known as the stone golem. Yeah, so, that's kind of tough to beat. So we're going to wing this. So you're going to start rolling some dice to kind of tell me what Okay. What it is, but but did we? Are we are we in the? Well, I guess even while we're in the wilderness forest, the stone golem may have tromped off somewhere else. Is that correct? That is correct. But we'll have to see. So first, you need to tell me if Monster Manual Two or the Fiend. Monster Manual Two. Monster Manual Two. Monster Manual Two. Now, for those who are playing at home, you can get issue four, if I remember correctly. The back of issue four has. Uh, the rules that we use. Rules or suggestions, I think it is. Um, kind of a guideline, perhaps. Uh, okay, more of a guideline. Right. All right, roll. Give me a D10. <clears throat> a D10. 10. Oh, we're in the astral plane. Oh, I'll bet you we find Dan there. Oh, astral plane. At least, do, do, do you need an explanation of the astral plane? No. Thank but I do need an, I might need an explanation of the ethereal plane. Okay. All right. Which well, is, now what? we have to now give me a yes. Uh, are we on the astral plane? Are we on the astral plane? No, but we're close to it. Okay. So that so means we're on the ethereal, ethereal plane. plane. Roll me a d20. Oh boy. Thirteen. Well, the good news is I think we've had this. We've had a diva before, so we can't have another diva. So we have to start all over. No, we have to roll a d20 again. Okay. Still thirteen. Really? Yeah. 14. Do we have a Gorgon? I feel like, I know we had Medusa. I feel like we had a Gorgon. Oh, boy. Let me check. Just gotta go through the, yep. Issue. Episode 27? Hmm? No? Uh, people are talking about Gorgons. Don't talk in the chat about a Gorgon. Uh, I feel like we've had it. Roll again. 16. 16. Okay. 16. No, we had that too. Keep going. Roll a d20. We're running out of choices here. Four. Four. Oh. Ah, I think we've had that too. Keep going. Basilic, we've had. All Plan these things would be really great against the stone. Right. Planetar, we've had. 15. Have we had Medusa? Yes, we had a Medusa. Keep going. A 14, 9. A human traveler. There we go. Oh, boy. A human traveler yes. in the ethereal plane? Yes. Use the, use the Dungeon Master random tables and Dungeon Master guys with the following modifications. All right. Let me, um, 
Let me find the the, dra the human sub subtable. Right. I'm flipping and I'm turning. So uh, the, the difference is now there will be higher level. So we have to yeah. go to. Um, is it the character subtitle? Subtable? Subtable? Sub I believe so, yes. And we're flipping. All right, so page 175. Yes, correct. So roll percentages. All right, I'm going to put it away so I cannot. Um, 35. 35. You have run, we've run into a fighter. A fighter in the ethereal plane. Right, so now we have to roll. A d8. Uh, one. He is an eighth level fighter. Oh, he's toast. All right, so now we have to roll percentages. Okay. Roll percentage. 68. All right, three items from table one. Just write that down. Roll percentages again. 40. Two items from table two. Oh, 006. Six. One item from table three. Oh, got okay. some, got that's some... going to be good for him. Yeah. All right. Do I play this guy or do you play this guy? I, you always play the new guy. Oh. Why is this not working? Hold up. A small uh, delay. We're having a small technical. Uh, technical technical glitch. glitch. As usual, never easy. Like, there's a giant. So I'll entertain There you. we go. I won't. Though. I think it's good. Hold on. Let's see. All right. Sorry about that, folks. Yeah. Entertain the masses. Exactly. All right. So you have an eighth level fighter. So we are not going to roll up an eighth level fighter. That takes too long. Well, we We're are going to reach to into the... Um, what is it? The, the Gallery of Rogues. Gallery of Rogues. Going to find the Rogues Gallery. We're going to leverage that. Of course, if it takes me a while to find, then maybe I was... What was supposed to be a... Quick way. There, it's right to your left, I think. These are the monsters. This is the D&D &D monster thingies. But I'm getting there. Oh, Aha! Right next to B2. Some riveting, riveting. Uh, yeah. Dead, dead air. Dead air. Yeah. All right, eighth level, right? He's an eighth level wizard, uh, fighter. All right, the first eighth level fighter. Do the last eighth level fighter. Eighth level, last eighth level fighter. Never go from. Of course, also the same as. No, here, last eighth level fighter. All right, it is a human male. Lawful evil. Okay. You ready for your exciting stats? Yes. Four, uh, 14, mm -hmm. 11, 7, 6, 15, 13. So 15 con, 13 charisma. Yep. You're a, you're a 
pretty pretty charismatic idiot. Yeah, and, a, and the, with a six dex, that's right. Really a problem. You have fifty five hit points. Okay. It says your AC is two, so I'm going to go with that. That must mean you have some super good armor. But yeah, considering he has a dex of six, but I think even at six, you're not taking penalties. I feel like you take minus one, but I could be wrong. Well, then let's look. Let's look. Yes, yeah, so you see. must answer all these questions. Right, this is the show. That's true. The show wait, 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 wait. Then how can he have an AC of two? He must have a magic. AC six is a defensive adjustment of plus one. Or in this case. Meaning it's bad. No, yeah. Well. So he should have AC one. But. Because you must have a plus one sword or, or a plus one shield or a plus one right. plate but, armor. So let's just say he has plate and shield plus one. Are you going to be rolling on table? Yeah, we're going to do that now. Okay. You're going to be doing that. I mean, you're doing that. All right, roll a d20. Nine. Uh, roll again. Five. Two potions, heroism and invulnerability. Ooh. <laughs> This got interesting all of a sudden. Yeah. All right. Next D20. Uh, nine. Roll again. These are scrolls. That's why you're rolling again. 17. Four bolts plus two. Okay. But you have no crossbow. <laughs> I better have a crossbow. <laughs> two. Extra healing and polymorph self. Potion. Yeah, a bunch of potions. All right, two from table two. Roll a D8 and a D6. This is fecal dice. Yes. Three. Total? Yes. Ring of protection, plus three. All right, maybe that's why my AC is... No, 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 I get to add that, don't I? If, if you're not wearing magical armor, yeah. Uh, oh, D8 yeah. and D6. Nine. A cloak of elven kind. You're stacked. I can still wear the ring of protection plus three, and it'll be useful on my saving throws. Yes. Well, D8, and one more D8, D6, table three. Ten. Or, well, no, we can't. Did I it. just do ten? No, can't have that. This is a new one. Four. Bag of tricks. Okay. Is that the one with animals? Uh, yeah. Okay, great. So let's see. I'll, we'll go over these. Oh my goodness. So, bag of tricks first. The bag of tricks. Yeah, I think they're various, they're various kinds, like six yeah, kinds. So roll a d10. Ten. Oh, you have the type, you have the, the, the best one. Oh, good. You have the type three. You have the type ten bag. What sorts of things are in the type? Jackal, 10? eagle, baboon, ostrich, leopard, jaguar, buffalo, tiger. Tiger is good. Ostrich less so. Yes, yeah, less so. But um, I'm not. I don't think I'm going to use that against a stone golem. Yeah. And uh, what was the other thing you had that we need, we need um, to look up? Oh, ring of protection. We just want to see what it says because always ring of protection is always an interesting one. Yes, it is. Because some of them can work with armor, some cannot work with armor, whether it's magical or not. So that's what we have to check. Ring of protection. 
Ring protection increases the wearer's armor class value and saving throws. The magical properties of ring of protection are cumulative with other magic items of protection except as follows. The ring does not add armor value if magical armor is well, although it does add to saving throws. If one or more mat ring of protections, the strongest one will function, the other one will not. So if we, well, then we have so, to determine whether. So you have normal armor then. A normal armor. Right. But then I can wear it and it'll increase That's it? what it says. But what if I don't have normal armor? What if I have a magic shield? But you don't. Okay. Because you didn't roll for it. Okay. So, no, so um, anywhere you get to three. So my opinion, or AC2. So you're, you're wearing, uh, you have a crossbow and you have... Something else and probably a sword. Yes. But I do also, I didn't get my one from table three. That was the, the, the bag of tricks. Is from oh. table three. You got three, two, and one. Got it. You're right. Sir, you're trying to cheat. Sir, are you trying to cheat here? little. Okay. I mean, there's not what... Isn't that what your co-host does? Yes, he does. And if you thought I, was I don't know, a bag of tricks. I don't know. Is that is that? <laughs> would you take that with you on the ethereal plane? Well, I, to run, I would throw the animal and then run the other. A way. rhino. <laughs> exactly. Run away. Okay. So would I also? I'm also allowed to look things up in the book. Of course. You you. These are no. These aren't random things. You would have known these items. No, I packed these. This was right. my going to the ethereal plane. Right. And here I am. Uh, okay, I'm looking up the potion of invulnerability. Right. The great one. That may uh, save the day. The potion confers immunity to non-magical weapons and attacks from creatures with no magical properties or with fewer than four hit dice. I think that's, I don't think that helps me against the stone golem. Correct. But he wouldn't necessarily, know, well, I can't, with his intelligence of 11, he knows that. Yes. I would say, oh, sh right. he's going to say, oh, goodness. Exactly. What, what I really need is something that makes my intelligence higher so that I can go faster in the ethereal plane. plane. Isn't, that, isn't that correct? You I, go I think that's the astral plane, but yes, you oh, could be right. Yeah, I think I you may be right. It's the astral plane. I think the astral plane is how fast you go by how smart you are. I think he's thrilled just that. All right, so you are facing a stone. So you have a crossbow, obviously. Do I got a crossbow. Heavy, heavy or light crossbow? I, I want a, a light crossbow. Okay. So I can shoot every round. Yes. And, um, all right. So it is going to be surprise, basically. Let's see if you're surprised. Somehow, the stone golem is in the ethereal plane. So I'm, I'm on my way, going, traveling between planes. That's right. Between you were, the you were going towards the astral plane. I was going towards the astral plane. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing out here by myself by as yourself. an eighth-level fighter. Right. I think... Probably I got lost. Mike, here's what I think happened. Yes. You put on, you were being attacked by someone, and yeah. you put on oil of ethereal. And so you're in the ethereal plane. Now you're leaving the ethereal plane, and you're popping out, and you're, you're, you're running into the stone. So, so I'm drenched in oil. You're, you're covered in oil. I see. So, so I'm going to give you an advantage to surprise, because he does not see in the ethereal plane. Well, so I'm you, not surprised. Right. I'm going to say it's a one in four chance of him being surprised. He's surprised for oh, four seconds. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's see. Four, no, I got a four and you got a four. Right, but he's surprised. He, he gets oh, surprised in a got one it. four. So You're not surprised. So I have four segments? Right, and you are 30 feet away from him. He's in the forest. So. Oh, my goodness. All right, well, I think... So you see the statue, I and you realize that. it's moving. And I realize, oh, my gosh, it's a moving statue. Right. Uh, well, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to drink my potion of polymorph. Okay. 
you have now done that. So what does that do besides polymorphia? Well, it gives me the ability to change form. It right. does not, I don't think I immediately change form, but I can bank it. I believe that is correct, but we will read it as opposed to believing. This is the same as the fourth level magic user of the same name in most respects. I like how it says in most respects. So I have to figure out how long the potion lasts for. All right. I'm pretty sure it's turns. Yes. It'll be much, much longer than this. Now that's... I got it. Now I'm going to fire my crossbow. Okay. So yes, we... So you... Yes, you're going to... Quap that. I'm going to say that took two of the segments and it'll allow you to shoot with your other segment. Okay. All right. So before let's. I'll I'm, shoot and reload, maybe. Yes. Hey, go on with your bad self. Oh, it's raining out there. Yeah, it really is coming down. We need it. Yes. Polymorph self. Just. Okay. Let's smell a cast. Able to assume the form of any creature. Yes. So you do not have to do it. You don't have to do something. So you are. And I assume, based on if I recall correctly, that all your stuff gets polymorphed as well. It's not like it's a screw job where they blah, 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 yeah, you leave all your stuff behind. Yeah. All right, so you're going to attack with this, with your plus two crossbow. Plus two crossbow. Your dex Ooh. is uh, six, but it doesn't do any negative to that. That's right. That's good. That's the only that's the advantage. So he is AC5, plus two, and you are a eighth-level fighter. You need a seven. And when you say plus two, it's because of the bolts? Yes. I need a seven? Seven. Come on, baby. Fifteen. That's a hit. So right. a crossbow from a media, from a light crossbow does what, D4 against large creatures? Uh, I guess we'll have to look that up. Yeah, why don't you look that up for me? See, unlike, unlike Dan, I don't, I don't have to look everything up. Like, Because um. he is nine and a half foot tall. Now it's here. Oh, it's called a quarrel. Yes. A light crossbow. One to four. Plus two Plus for two. my magic. Take five points of damage. Five. Five Dear. points. That is, that's good. You have one less bolt now. Yes, now I have... Three bolts. Okay. So now it is initiative. But I've reloaded. Yes. What are you going to do? I am going to... Um, you say we're in the forest? Yes. I am going to use my cloak of elvenkind and ah. try to hide. Maybe he'll, he'll forget I'm there. Ah, okay. Okay. I will, I will see if you're successful. So, initiative. Four. One. You go One. first. Yes, we go first. So he's going to charge, but I'm going to say you are putting your cloak on while this is happening. So I will give you some roll percentages. Roll. You want to roll low? I bet I do. Forty-two. Forty-two. I'm going to say he knows you're there, but you've now concealed yourself, so he's going to get a minus to hit. He's, he knows I'm in that bush over there. Right. He's going to a bush. He's going to he's, like... he's going to pound the bush. <clears throat> <clears throat> He's going to pound the bush, but he's not, he's going to get it. <laughs> so, your AC is three, or two. Two, right? two. And I'm going to give you plus four, because you're invisible, basically. So you're negative two. Fortunately, he's 14 hit dice. He missed. He missed. He missed. Wow. I'm pretty shocked. You are. So, you are now... I mean, he took a wild swing at you because he was trying to figure out where I am where exactly. I am. What would you like to do now? Um, well, I've 
I'm I'm point blank range with my crossbow. Yes. Can I shoot him? You can, but that would obviously then he would be able to see you a little better. Sure, that's so, fine. I'll right. take it. Roll roll your tit. Or roll my initiative? No, nope, roll tit. You you lost initiative. Oh. What I'm saying what happened was he charged at you. Oh, uh, got it. Oh, and then I got my You put your cloak on and then he swung wildly and missed, and now you're shooting at him. Okay. During sure. the same round. I missed. You missed. That is a miss. So uh, I rolled a three for people at home. That's right, just in case for transparency. All right, so now it's initiative again. What would you like to do? This guy is not. He's nine and a half feet tall. But I did damage to him. Put a scratch on him. Yes, there's a crack where you hit him. Okay. um, Unfortunately, my crossbow is now unloaded. I think you can reload once a round. Oh, I can fire once a round? Yes. All right. Because it's a light crossbow. Well, then I'm going to try to fire it. I'm going to shoot him. Okay. I, I, this guy is swinging and missing. He may, he's big and he's... All right, I rolled a two. I rolled a three. Okay, you get to roll, to, you make your attack. Take it. 20. 20. That's a, that means nothing. That means nothing in first edition. But, but it, it looks great. So roll your d4. I, I roll a one. A two. Plus it was four points. Four points. Right between the eyes. Oh, he's a critical shot. He's staggered from that. Now he's enraged. Oh, an enraged stone golem. What a wonderful... He's angry. He's angry. 20. Okay. Um, Let's see what my 20 does. Does he get one attack or two attacks? He gets one attack. Okay. And he does three to 24. Oh. Eight. Not good. Nine. All right. Uh, 13. 100% accurate. Er, right in the uh, average. Right. 13? Yes. All right. Okay. Well, that was a substantial hit. Right. And my fighter, whose name is Jeremy Baramy. Jeremy Baramy. Jeremy Baramy is um, absolutely. Uh, he has a six intelligence or whatever. Uh, well, and it's, 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 it's not wise. He's not. He's not. Well, obviously, he's not wise. He doesn't make good choices. <laughs> That's right. Like he's he's, he's attacking a stone god. I'm gonna take. He just took one punch. I mean, he swung twice. <laughs> he missed me right. a couple of times. Exactly. So, um, I'm gonna. And I'm doing at most six points of damage with a crossbow. Yeah, and you oh, only have two. You have and one I have roll two. Up, two have, well, I'm gonna keep going. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna hit him with. A, I'm gonna try to shoot him with my uh, crossbow. All right. Yeah. So it's initiative. This is your last bolt, if I remember. Correctly. No, no, no. I've shot twice. And you missed. You shot twice or three times. You hit twice. twice. You hit twice. And you oh, twice. you're right. I hit twice. So that's three. Oh goodness. I only have one left. This is my last shot. Two. Come on. Yes. Right. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Here's my last shot with a crossbow bolt. Ten? Ten, I think, is going to hit. I think you said I needed a seven. Yes, you hit. All right. Easily. Three points of damage. Take that, you foul beast. Another scratch right in your finish. All right, so he's going to attack you. Fourteen is a hit. Ouch. Four. Seven. Thirteen. Another third. This is why this is why they say in later editions just do the average. But it's no, it's not as much fun. No, it's not. Just can't. All right, let's Maybe see. Maybe in tournaments I should do average, but we did we did that last year. Yes, we did. That did make things go faster. I thought that was that was the whole purpose of it. Yes. All right. Okay. So now it's a new round. A new round. You've you've looked down and your quarrel is empty. Is empty. And there's still a stone giant. Looks got a couple of Stand, got a couple of scratches on me. He's got three scratches and mm-hmm. he's standing over you. All right, I'm he, start, I'm using I'm going to activate my polymorph self and okay. polymorph myself into an eagle. Okay, want to fly like an eagle. I do indeed. Okay, so he, he's going to try to attack you, obviously. Okay. Five. Oh, I bet he gets a chance. Yes. One. Okay, okay. so you notice he, uh, 
he's mouthed something, and you're feeling very slow. What? I had no idea that. Oh, it's a stone yes. golem. Sorry, I was thinking earth elemental. Nope, stone golem. This whole time I've been, well, not like it's made a whole lot of difference. <laughs> it's a big stone guy beating the crap out of me. <laughs> All right, so I'm slowed. So I'm very slow. Yeah, you turned into right. an eagle. You turned into an eagle. So I'm going to say that's what your action was today. Your action was to turn into an eagle. So you're now an eagle. Next round, you'll be able to fly. I'll be a slow eagle. You'll be slow. You'll be moving half your movement. Whatever an eagle moves, you're moving at half. All right. Well, now I have to look that up. Now I understand the, I don't, oh, I brought two P. I don't have a monster map. Oh, here you go. I brought two player handbooks and did not bring a monster map. Well, that's good. Now, if I recall with Polymorph, because I'm, I'm not here to kill you, unlike what they say DMs do. Just remember, when you return to your normal form, you regain 1 to 12 hit points back. Yeah, yes, that's, what, that's why I really, really love polymorph self-potions. Because during the duration... And the change requires only f five segments. So that's why it's will taking be 10 you segments. That's right. I'm going to say that. I mean, yes. I think because I'm slowed. Right? right, yeah, you're slow. All right, so now you can move at half movement. So when, this is a giant eagle. Yeah. And it has a move of 48. But I would say that a regular eagle is probably... 36. Something like that, or 24? Yeah. Usually the Monster Manual 2 has everything, the normal quote-unquote versions of it. That's them. true. You had to fill it with something. Right, because you can't, you can't have all this nonsense. But for argument's sake, Eagle, 30. 30. Okay. So you're at you move at 15. So now it's initiative. Now it's you're going to try to flee, I assume. I am absolutely trying to flee. Five. Oh, man, you're going to get another hit on me. No, six. Well, I am going to get attacked because you're, you're fleeing, right? Well, so that I is true. I get one up. anyway. No, I think that hits. I think that is a hit. Especially Wait, do I get the ace? Do I... You get no dex minus. You actually, your dex is better. I... That's right. <laughs> a little bit better. I'm like maybe an AC one. AC one, 14 hit dice. He needs a seven. You rolled a nine. Yeah, I hit. Okay. Well, you'd have to do a lot of damage Eight, to kill. seven, and one. Uh, 16 points. Ouch. All right, but you fly away. And I didn't die. You did not die. So you've left the field, so you have been defeated. Jeremy Baramy lives. lives to live, the, to, to, to drink his extra healing potions and polymorph self. Does he do that now? No, because he's an eagle. He's going to fly away. Okay. He's going to fly up to the top of a branch. Now, if, you, if Dan was here, what would Dan say? What would Dan want to do right now? Um, I, I can't even predict. Dan would want him to unpolymorph and drink his extra healing because he already has a potion going. Oh, so that then we could roll on the potion miscability table. Right. And then some heroism on top of that. Well, that's fine if you want to. And maybe the invisibility potion. Right. So that's up to you if you'd like to. Do yes, that. let's do all four of those. <laughs> excellent. That's an excellent idea. There I'm glad. I, I, I want to. Um, In honor of Dan, that's what we would do. That's right. Well, first of all, so I get one to 10 hit points one back from one to 12. Yep. Okay, so now I get two points back from that, so now I'm at 14. And then extra healing is, I think, 3d8 plus 3. Right, well, first, we, well, you don't get it until, we've got to see if it, you're now consuming, so what we're talking about is, unlike 
Diablo, the video game which I'm playing, you can't just chug potions down. You have to... Now, some well, have there, there may be... There may be an, a, uh, a great... There's going to be... There could be an interaction which is, it could be good or bad or no effects, which is right. called miscability. So we need to look up the miscability table, which I recall... Let's see. I don't remember exactly where it is. Let me look it up. Here. <sighs> Guess what we're doing? You know, if we had a PDF... Potions. If you had a... Miscability is on page 119. 119. There it is. Use of magic items. Yeah, if, you, if, if we had a PDF, it'd be a lot easier. Right. All right. The potion consumed while a creature is already using one in effect. All right, so you get to roll percentages. Well, does it take effect before the... Um, the okay, so under page 119 of the DMG, mm -hmm. the magical mixtures and compounds which comprise potions are not always compatible. You must test the miscibility whenever two are actually intermingled or a potion is consumed by a creature while another such liquid already consumed is in effect. While it's possible to pre prepare a matrix which lists all, each potion type, that's what we, someone needs to work on. A matrix, yes. Make a potion type and cross-reference it to show a certain result when one is intermingled with other. Such a graph has two drawbacks. First, it does not allow for differences in formula from alchemist and or magic user. Second, it will require continual added addition, addition as new potion well, types are added. If Ron Christopher is not working on this, I don't know what he's wasting. I, uh, well, Ron's matrix of miscibility. That's right. Write it down. Right. Ron's Ron, matrix. get out there, Ron. Ron's I know matrix. Ron's listening. Ron's matrix of miscibility. Yes, but it has two drawbacks. He's going to have to give some thought to how to overcome these drawbacks. He, I'm sure he'll have plenty of time to do it. I mean, he's adding addendums to his books that haven't even been pub that, that were published. That's true. Uh, for example, always increase the chance. Okay, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait. I'm going to start back. I'm going to, I'm, if I'm going to be Dan, yeah. I got to go all the way back and replay it from the very beginning. The magic. Okay, no, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Therefore, it suggests the following table use. With, perhaps, the decision that a delusion potion will mix with anything, or else something that's taken with the oil of Ethereum will always increase, the thing, blah, blah. Okay, so... Whenever, whatever, who, whatever certain results you settle upon for your campaign, the random results from the title to apply to all other cases. Ah, so you would do this in your campaign, and then every time, if you, if you worked out, for example, that um, drinking a... Invisibility, invisibility potion, potion with, with our heroism right. or with polymorph cause, cause you to die. Cause you to die, then it would always do that. Right. Okay. So here's but, what happens when you mix uh, a polymorph self with right, an extra. Got someone's got to write this down. Right. Polymorph with extra healing. Go ahead. Roll percentages. 76. Miscable. Potions work normally unless their effects are contradictory. So you get 3d8. Plus 3. 1, 8. Yep. And 7 is 15 plus six, 3, 18. 18. Okay. So now I'm back at 32. What do we got here? Uh, oh, we are, we're also hoping for explosion. That's yeah, yeah miscibility. Okay, well, we've we got several more attempts. So now you're going to do what? Uh, next is going to, okay, I did that one. I did that one. I'm going to drink my uh, invisibility, obviously. Okay. So you, you, now the question is, do you have to roll twice because there's two things in play? Because you have the, right? I believe that we, we, we used to do it. You just rolled it once for each additional potion. Okay, let's do that. 77. Miscable. All Potions right. work normally, so now you're invisible. Well, I can't stop there. i got to drink my heroism potion. Right. On top of... 
Well, the extra, I'm going to say the extra healing is consumed and gone through it. So yeah, really, that makes sense. Right. So now you're in, so now it's the invisibility polymorph adding a heroism. Right. It's like, it's like getting a, a, uh, can you float a, can you float a shot of heroism on top of that drink? <laughs> yeah. Cocktail. Okay. I'm going to roll, keep rolling until we get something more interesting. What do I need to get interesting? Below 36 or over 90. Okay. 35. All right, immiscible result, which causes both potions to be half normal efficacy when consumed. Okay, so that's probably duration. Yeah, it's 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 the answer. That wasn't. What's some of the worst things? What happens if I do zero zero? If that's a discovery. Oh, that's the best. That's the best thing that can happen to you. Two potions have caused a special form, which caused one of the two potions to only function, but its effects will be permanent upon the imbiber. Oh my gosh, permanent heroism. Right, permanent polymorph. Whatever. Permanent heroism, heroism would be tremendous. Yes. Because you operate as... Levels higher. Though levels it, higher. It, it's not as good as you go up higher levels, unfortunately. That's true. It's, it's basically attack matrix, and I think what you would call temporary hit points. But yeah. still... You, yeah, you basically be a higher level fighter permanently. Until... But it, it's... Until, until, a, until um, you know, a dispel magic Yeah, happens. so you're, anything above ninth level doesn't do anything for you. But it gives you additional 10 hit points and an energy level. That's nice. It is nice. I like permanent invisibility. That would be pretty good. It'd be great until you attack somebody. And it's, well, that's what I'm saying. What does that mean, exactly? I think if you probably operate like a ring of... Permanent ring polymorph of, self? Be able to change into anything you wanted? All the time? That would be amazing. That would be amazing. So the worst is... Ex or Well, zero one is bad. Explosion. You take six to 60. And, and everyone around you takes... Uh, so the, so the stone golems march through the forest. He chases a guy off to the top of the tree. He turns into an eagle. Then he pops back into fighter, sitting it there on top branch. He starts chugging potions. Boom! He just blows up six to six, like like a puffer, like a a, a seagull that ate a firecracker. That's right. Boom! Just on top of the tree, blasts off. Is this the official miscibility? Well, it's official for these potions, absolutely. If if it has come from my mouth, it's official, right? Um, you'd have to read. There's actually the the gibbering mouther makes a ruling about upon that kind of stuff. It's sure. ruling for you and right. your campaign. Yeah, in my campaign, what right. I say goes. Absolutely, but you didn't write it down, so you won't remember. So it shall be said, so shall be written. Isn't that how it goes? Yeah. So you need a scribe sitting at your I elbow. I assume someone is transcribing this, but okay. So the next worst one is lethal potion results. The imbiber is dead. Nice. If externally mixed, all poison cloud of 10 feet results, and everyone must save versus poison. Oh, I guess, think about that. They're, they're basically mixing it up in a cocktail. Right. They're and then they're then, they're can I mix the these? You know, that's, you know what that is. That's some, one of Gary's players saying, you mean it takes me a whole round to drink a potion? Yes. If I have three potions I need to drink, yeah, I'll take you three rounds. All right, before we go into battle, I'm going to pour more. all three of them into right. one That's thing. That's exactly right. He's like, all right, fine. Let me see how I can screw with you. Yeah, exactly. That's perfect. That... That's exactly where that came from. And everyone's standing around. Don't stand near the guy mixing cooking Boom. meth. If someone's cooking meth or potions, don't stand near. Have you guys, have you guys never watched any, uh, any cartoon? It's going to explode. That's exactly right. All right. Well, so the short version is... Stone we? Golem is still the winner. He's the winner. After. I know I'm coming. After, shall I let him in? Yes, please. After. How, 
Come on, buddy. Hey, look. Look who's here. Hey, how are you? Dan. That's right, Dan. Hi, Dan. All right, now we are ready for the Artifact Roadshow. So what's this about, Rob? Uh, Artifact Roadshow is the uh, a portion of the show where Dan rolls up a an artifact or a uh, magic item right. and brings it to Baba Yaga's hut where it will be identified by wh- whoever sur- the surviving um, appraisers right. that live there. That's right. Who is it? I know that... James the first is gone. James this the first is James is gone. the second. James the second. Yes. James the second. Because we're going to talk about lineage in D&D, so that's why we're sticking to that. Come here. Oh, but this is his grandson? This, that's right. His, 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 uh, his grandson. Does the person explode, or is it means to, meant to be the liquids being mixed? Oh, that's a good question. Well, well if, if it's, it's drunk internally, it ex- you explode. If it's done externally, at least the way I read the DMG, it, uh, if it's done externally, then yes, the potion explodes. The potions explode. Well, well, welcome to the Artifact Roadshow. Oh, thanks. That's, uh, that's really lucky to be here. Um, I'm James II. Uh, what's your name? Um, well, they call me Lucky. Lucky. Lucky Lucky the Mason. Oh, the Mason. You're part of the guild? Um, I, I operate off the books. Oh. I'm a, I mean, I, I can... I mean, I can do exactly the same work with... And I cut through all the... Um, you know the red tape that You're you wouldn't go when you go. Yeah, yeah. When You're you go, unlicensed. Exactly. I, I pass the savings on to you. Oh, and 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 and, but I still get the same quality. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, nobody. But uh, that's why they call me lucky. It's, uh, I'm, it's lucky if it if my if my wall stays up. <laughs> oh, uh, that's disturbing. No, that's not why they call me lucky. Oh. So, uh, what brings you to the Artifact Roadshow today? Well, I. I'll tell you, um, I have this, um, so I told you I was a mason. That's what I've heard, unlicensed. Un- unlicensed, an unlicensed mason. And this one, this one day I was collecting some building materials. Okay, um, as you're known to do. Well, uh, and I was at a job site. Right. Collecting these after hours. Okay. Because that's part of the way lucky passes the... The, the savings on to you. I, right. I, I don't uh, waste not want. No. Wait, and so I was. And did I tell you that I, I collect rocks? Because that's kind of what I do. Yeah. Well, that seems appropriate. So I was at this place where they were um, rebuilding a a, um, a tomb that had fallen down. Oh. And out external tombs is that a thing? It, and apparently, I mean, it was like a above ground. Thing. I don't know what they call it. It's like a historical thing that they were re- redoing. Yeah, and the, they had some real quality stonework piled up there. Okay. So I was, uh, I was, uh, like you say, getting some things um, after hours. Yeah, I mean, and uh, there's these guys kind of running at me. I mean, I think they worked there, and I, I don't know what they were upset about, but they were really upset, and uh, so I, I got really kind of scared. Mm-hmm. I had my wheelbarrow, and I started gathering up some rocks I was going to throw at them. Right. And I got really, really mad at them because they were interfering with my trade. Right. You know, I mean, I have 
Man's trying to make a living. I have mouths to feed. Right. And, um, well, while I was, I got really mad at them. They were running at me. And the, the, and the next thing I know, a, a, a big rock fell on them. And, ah. and they were dead. Wow. They're just dead. Just from the sky, a rock fell? I, I, well, I was, I didn't actually see it. I was turned around and my pushing my wheelbarrow, but I could hear him coming and yelling. The next thing I know, I heard a big. Wow. When I turned around. Did you know what that was, Jack? When I turned around, they were all dead. And so, and wasn't that lucky? That is very lucky. It's very lucky. <clears throat> and then there was another time. Mm-hmm. Another time I was pushing my wheelbarrow down the street. And uh, <clears throat> Alphonse, do you know Alphonse? No, I don't leave this. I don't leave the hut. <clears throat> Alphonse is a, uh, he's this elf. Okay. And he had a, he has another wheelbarrow. He, he works for the guild. And he was. He has a sanctioned wheelbarrow. He's got, he pays extra for that wheelbarrow. I got you. I mean, that's how they get you. The, all this registration. Well, it's licensed. The registration. And he was pushing his wheelbarrow and he cut me off. And I said, hey, Alphonse, you jerk. And he flipped me off. I got so mad. You know what happened? A wall fell on him. Wow. Boom. Couldn't believe it. Was the wall near him or just a wall appeared and fell on him? Well, we were in town okay. when it happened, but I, I don't remember there being a wall there, but there was a wall seemed to fall on him. Wasn't that lucky? That was very. That was lucky for me. Well, for you, because you didn't like him. Well, <clears throat> that's right. So apparently, anything you don't like, something happens. Well, I'll tell you, there was one other thing. Well, okay. Um, and the thing is, it all happened because I had this rock in my pocket, one of my, my lucky rock. Lucky pocket rock. Pocket. My lucky pocket rock. Uh, lucky likes to drink. Okay, uh, and after a long day. It's brave. Doing masonry. A long day of, of masonry. Unlicensed, unlicensed masonry. You know, and, and it, and it, uh, I like to drink. And sometimes, you know, I like to party. Yeah. And sometimes I don't wake up where I went to sleep. And this one time, Surprising. I woke up in jail. Yeah. I, th- I guess it was jail. I mean, I found out later it was I was in jail. That got me so mad. Got me so mad. Then something really lucky happened. You know what it was? What? Well, the wall fell down. This guy. Uh-huh. This time I was taught. This guy who was shaped, big guy, made out of rocks. I guess he was in jail with me. Just boom, went right through the wall, left a little man-shaped hole. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so I, I got out of there. Oh, interesting. Not lucky. That's very, that's extremely lucky. Very lucky. I thought it was lucky. And you found this, and you think ever since you got this rock, this is. Yes. Ever since I got this rock, this happened. Ah. This is my lucky rock. And I wondered, as you can see, it's a little polished. Yeah, it is. I think I'm pretty sure I found it. You know, I like, I pick up rocks. I like it. That's my job, you know, professionally. Yeah. I think I found it when they were. That first time when they were doing something with those tombs. Ah, the tombs. Right, the refurbishment of the tombs. Well, this, I I think there's something magical about this. Um, Yeah, it's lucky. It's very lucky. And and when you get mad, do you say anything specifically or you just... Well, I've got some 
I, I, I curse a little. I okay. drink lucky drinks and lucky curses. Right. And, and I, somehow the, when that magically comes, when that comes together with this rock, things that happen. Some, well, it was something my grandmother used to say. Yeah. Well, um, that's that's impressive. So uh, you've definitely landed on something that is uh, <clears throat> some kind of lodestone or something. You know, I... I really don't have any idea, but it's interesting that you get the Kool-Aid man and you get walls falling on you. So, sensor of commanding Earth elements? I don't think that's it. Hmm? No. I don't know if that's... A sensor? Yeah, that's Sensors aren't so good. Right. They're like, red, they're like the people that, that do the, 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 the regulations on... Right. They're always giving me hassles when I'm building walls and... Yeah, well, you... walls fall down. Right. Well, I don't want to get you mad, but this is definitely, I would say, based on the, your, if you could figure out which lucky words you say, yeah. um, the fact that it uh, does a lot of earthen things and creates men, stone men, to go through ball, uh, rock men, yeah, yeah. I'm sure this is worth a lot of money. I would say it's probably worth 25,000 gold pieces. 25,000 gold pieces? Yeah, if you knew the curse, I mean, the words that would... Well, should I, should I start no, trying that's okay. some? Uh, you you can do that some other time. I that doesn't make me angry. Twenty five thousand. Oh, that's right. At least I would say so. But I have literally no idea what it is. I can't remember what it is. Oh, well, that's unlucky. But I guess that doesn't make any difference. If, right. As as, Twenty five thousand buy a lot of rocks. Yes, I I I've heard of <clears> the ancient uh, wizards capturing the essence of the earth elemental plane and commanding it through through. Uh, a device, but I have not heard it go through a uh, a rock like that. That is news to me. Well, would it make um, would it make any difference to you if I mean you know rock is not the technical term as a mason we call it stone. Stone, huh? Yeah. Is it a? I, I don't maybe it's a lodestone or something like that. I have no idea. I don't remember. Well, twenty five thousand. So, well, you you'll give me twenty five thousand for this right now. I would give you twenty five thousand. <laughs> okay. Well, I would take it to auction, and I think you'd get twenty five thousand. I don't care. I don't carry that kind of cash around. Yeah, I think that got your got your predecessor in trouble. I <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you can't, <laughs> I can't buy the can't buy the product because <coughs> then there's a uh, conflict of interest. We're licensed by the uh, auction the Art artifact guild. Now, Guido down the road. Next to Alphonse, the elf, yeah. Guido, oh, the I hate gnome. Him. Well, he's dead now. Right, yeah, he's dead. Wolf but Guido, Wolf. the gnome, uh, who's by Saul's shop next to him, he's unlicensed, so he can buy that kind of stuff. He probably just sell, sell my censure there. All right, I like. Thanks, buddy. So there you go. Uh, all right, so I have no idea what that is. It's a <laughs> some kind. All right, you were very close. I don't know about the price. We'll have to look up the price. Yeah, I have no idea. This is a stone of controlling earth elemental. Oh, okay, so it was on page one fifty four. Thought it was a center, but it's a stone. A stone of this nat nature is typically an oddly shaped bit of extrusive rock. Oh. And I looked up extrusive Thank rock. You. It's a um, like igneous rock, it's like yeah. lava. Lava, it's basically yes. where lava flows. Yeah, so it's more coarse. <clears throat> shaped and roughly polished. Roughly. The possessor of such a stone needs to utter a single command word or drunken swear. Right. And an earth elemental of 12 hit dice size will come to the summoner if earth is available. An eight hit die elemental if rough, unhewn stone is the summoning medium. An earth cannot be summoned from worked stone, but one can be 
from mud, clay, or even sand, although one from, that does make a difference. Um, the area of summoning for an earth elemental must be at least four foot square and have four cubic yards. The jail had a dirt floor. Gotcha. And it says look to, I could do it uh, once per day. It's really a great magic item. And well, that's where you got, that's where you, and it's not your, not the issue. When, when the walls were falling, I thought there was something that had like a bunch of earth kind of things. Like one had the, the uh, wall of stone. I thought it was multiple spells like wall of stone and earthquake and well, that's summon, a good... summon earth elemental. So that's why I was like, I don't remember that, but that's fine. So the stone of controlling earth elementals has a GP value of 12,500. Oh, I doubled the price. You doubled the price. Oh, well, that, for that, I get it. Well, Lucky didn't do a very good job of really, he was, he's an unreliable narrator. Between his drunkenness and his back being turned, he often did not observe what was going on. No, that, yeah, but that, that the Kool-Aid man, that's why I was thinking, that, that's definitely, that's definitely that. But I, I almost was like, is there, because then I was thinking, is there a wand of, Earth, like, you know, Wanda Fire has fireball, yeah, wall you do of fire. And... Things. I'm sure there's something that you can do a wall of stone. Well, that was good. I appreciate wall. where it's not as uh, <laughs> obvious. You know, sometimes, Dan, you know, again, if it's a sword plus one, there's really not much you can do about well, it. Well, I will admit that I called Dan and asked for advice on how to present it. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, very nice. See, I told you, Dan is very, very busy, so naturally I added to his... Uh, his <laughs> His duties. So this is a stone <laughs> of controlling earth elementals, right? Yes. Uh, we have to keep track of this stuff. All right. So for our last segment, it is Father's Day this weekend. Father's Day is this weekend. Is that an international thing or just an American thing, do you think? I feel like it's an American thing. I think it's probably one of those things that started like in the 19th century in England and came to Victorian America England. and Canada and it's probably worldwide. Through the Commonwealth? Where people speak English and I don't know. I mean, everybody's got fathers, so they're all, it's a universal. If they're mammalian, right? Yeah. If they're animals. Does, does insects have fathers? Well, yeah. I mean, they're, I mean they, may not, they may not be fathers. They may not dandle their babies on their knees, uh. but... There are multiple six-jointed knees. What about a plant? It's not an animal. I would, but they do have male and female plants in the flowers, right? And this is where Dan would say, "I." This is <laughs> why he doesn't DM anymore because he doesn't want to be a biologist. He doesn't want to. That's right. I would say so. Let's go back to just in fathers. Let's. Uh, I. I would think we could say that uh, all humanoids, right, have fathers. Excellent. And this is the day to. Uh, tomorrow is the day to celebrate them. By usually forcing them to cook food on a grill. Well, I'm actually getting getting together later with my father-in-law today, so my my wife's family does it on uh, the day before. Ah, due to schedules. I get it, but yes, unfortunately for me, it seems like oh, it's Father's Day. What would you like to eat? Oh, I'd like a steak. Okay, great. They, they buy, get, well, I get to cook them. Well, is, can anyone be honest? Can anyone in the family cook steak better than you? That none have tried. So no, no. The answer is no. You don't want to. You don't want some half charred raw. No, I would like to go to a place where this people do it all the time. 
Well, hamburgers are pretty easy. They could probably cook hamburgers. Well, they could, but if I'm if I'm gonna if I'm going to uh, fill my arteries with cholesterol, I'd rather have a steak with it than than that. So, well, isn't isn't you know providing food for the family though? You know, bringing home the meat, cooking it on a fire, isn't that kind of a fatherly fatherly? Uh... Oh wow! So Mrs. Ritchie has originating the holidays given to. Sonora Smart Dodd of Spokane, Washington, whose father, a Civil War veteran, raised her and five siblings. His mother died in childbirth. Huh. There you go. Well, that's cool. Well, also, here's, here's to you, Sonora Smith Smart Dodd. Also, probably he was an executive for Hallmark. That's it. That's how he, that's right. Civil War general and founder of Hallmark. That's right. Because that's what I think of all these holidays. Anyway, so... Um, we thought we would do something related to Father's Day. So you queried the, our great community for that. And I I'm did. Sure you I got re- tons of responses. I reached out to the community, and I asked them to send me any uh, stories they had about uh, gaming with their children. Yeah. <clears throat> or, or, conversely, gaming with their father. And not a single member of the Grog Empire reached out to me. I'm So I have... Literally nothing to report in that uh, in that scope, and which is ironic because there's a lot of there are at least one person I know on the uh, right. Discord who Discord, who shows weekly or whatever shows weekly of stories. So there are gaming fathers out there, and I'm one of them. You're I, one of them. I do game with my youngest son, and I've gamed with all of my children. Um, you know that was something. When they were younger, it was something I could try to get them involved with, and they've they've taken an interest. I think my youngest son more than others because he's actually run it for other other people. So, I uh, had the uh, misfortune of losing my father when I was fairly young, but I was old enough to have started playing Dungeons and Dragons while he was still alive. And the very idea in 1979 or 1980 of sitting down with my dad and trying to explain to him this crazy game is, I, I can't even imagine right. what the... It's unfathomable. It's unfathomable to even imagine what that would have been like. Uh, disinheritance would have been the least uh, uh, likely. He would have questioned your sanity. Yes, he would have. I'd be... I'd be I would have been t- carted off to an asylum. So it's probably best you didn't partake. It's best I didn't. And yet I, I really think it's cool that you're able to game with your kids, having warped them enough to understand. Yeah. Well, they, they, <clears throat> I, they think they're getting a sizable inheritance. Right. They've seen they're the looking val- at They've it. seen the value of this stuff go up exponentially. That's right. And so they're playing the long game. So I credit them. The, well, the ones who play. The ones who don't play, they're not. They're a little short sighted. Well, they're they're looking at the uh, the prices on eBay and uh, and figuring out what the most. I want Dad's right DMG first printing with with my with with, and, the, with the gold with the gold uh, yes facings. Well, that and the fact mine. Well, this is not mine. The player's handbook has, which I always like to remind people, my player's handbook still has the. Official black things, tape, black tape with the relief on it, with my name on it. Well, what I, what I, these are my original ones, and I, I, I thought putting your name in a book was anathema. Anathema, but 
This is something I don't know whether you people can see. This is over there. this is a little dragon stamp that yeah. I got, and I put that in the because that would help you if someone took your book. Well, it when they're all thrown on the table and we're trying to sort them back, yeah. this at least allowed me to know whose was which was which. But uh, the fact you still have them, congratulations. But I don't have this. I don't have the stamp anymore. So we don't know if those are yours. You actually could have stolen them from some. I stole. I, you know, the, <clears throat> your, your past versions of yourself are as different from where you are now that I may as well have stolen them from him. Okay. I think I got that. That's a philosophical Right. I was, that's point. pretty deep for, for me, and you get, you get crickets for that. Okay. So, but one of the things that there is in D&D is this idea of inheritance, right? So we have talked at length, ad nauseum, about the Goldenrod character sheet, which we have a copy of. Somewhere. We have a goldenrod copy. Goldenrod character sheet. Goldenrod, where are you? Go, oh, here it is. James Oops. has gone down into hey, the hey, uh, hey. down into the cellar and it comes back clutching. Oh, the Farrakhan and Den Canaan. Classics. Inwald. And Igwald, that's right. And the Ferric. Sir Dick. And Sir Dick. Classic characters. So on the back of the Goldenrod, these are official AD&D character sheets. Hatred and foes, chromatic dragons. I like the one that said he dislikes Asians or something. He's, no, he's uh, Genghis Khan. Is he, which one is he? One of them is afraid of Genghis Khan. Was it Genghis Khan? Or no, um, Mount, uh, Chiang Kai-shek. Chiang Kai yeah, Chiang Kai-shek. That's right. That's yes. not, not Genghis Khan. That's Chiang Sir Dick. Sir, Sir Dick is afraid of Shang Kai-shek. He hates him. That still never gets old. But... <laughs> anyway, uh, the, there, at the bottom of the page, it says Will. Yes. you got to fill that out. Well, apparently they did not. No. And this is something that I guess we didn't do this, but I've heard others, you know, this, and it, it, there was in certain books... I guess people played, well, the way we played was if Bob the fighter died, everyone swooped in and stole Bob's stuff. Well, they took, I mean, looted him. As soon as he had zero hit points, they looted his body like he was, he just died. Then the new character would be done, Bob the second, Bob whoever. Mm -hmm. And depending on how we liked them and how he died and whether we thought he was useful or she we gave some stuff, but they wouldn't get everything. They wouldn't necessarily get everything. Right. They, wouldn't, they weren't exactly the same. That's right. And the idea was one <laughs> character did not. Now, but apparently in this game, that was the idea, is that you, know, you could pass on things to your heirs so that, you know. Well, what I, I've used this uh, recently in our play-by-post game, where mm -hmm. Hobbs, the, um, my fighter, um, farm boy, he, um, <clears throat> I, uh, the elder, elder guy, David Thompson, mm -hmm. told me I needed to fill out the goldenrod sheet, and so I wrote there that I, Hobbs, uh, leave my weapons and armor to my brother Dobbs, and everything else can be split up by my party members. If it's explicitly there, then at least, assuming that your party members 
aren't going to be completely disregard your final wishes. Right. Then you can at least reserve the armor and weapon or, or something, like. you know, my my magic wand to my next character. Uh, you'd always like to reserve your magic wand for people. Exactly. I mean, you don't you shouldn't be profligate with it. <laughs> if you're going to if you're going to end up with it somewhere, you should know where it is. Right. And but that, so that brings up a number of things. Will the Indeed. party member honor the the final wishes? Yes. Do you have a situation where, again, what do you, do you bring hirelings or henchmen in your game so that you could say, okay, I'm going to leave it to my faithful servant Kato. Uh, and Kato then be, maybe becomes a PC. Right. That would be the idea. So I'm curious how many people actually did that. We we didn't do that. We did. Your guy died. We split your crap. And if you came back as the exact same fighter or whatever, we maybe give you some of the stuff. But typically, you didn't go as you weren't as high level either, so you were kind of sucking. So we we typically stole your stuff. Yeah, that means well, if you're really low level, who cares? Because you've got a club and a right. pair of boots. I mean, it's not yeah. it's not like you have a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, it's at high level where that you really once you get to be I don't know fourth, fifth, sixth level, and you have stuff, and you have stuff, you as a player need to start thinking about. What, how you're going to resolve your, uh, your inevitable death. Inevitable demise. Well, in the same way, a magic user will start thinking in terms of how can I get my clone cooking in a, right. in a tube somewhere so that if I die, I can, you know. Normal people, when they die, they live on through their, their progeny. progeny you know? Exactly. Knowing, knowing that my sword of dragon slaying will go to my eldest daughter, whatever, who's also training, back home training as a fighter, right. is, uh, you know, that, that gives some consolation. Meanwhile, a magic user is like, I've spent all my life uh, studying. I never go out on dates. I don't have any progeny. I'm going to spend all my money leaving it to my clone, who is like a, ch- like a son to me. Right. Until, unless they meet at the same time, and then they will. Yeah, yeah, that's why you shouldn't decant the clone until you've already died. That's part of the process. Well, that also, that's the problem with the whole trusting. That's why you need to have, like, a golem or something that can do that, because you can't trust your servants. Exactly. You you have to have non-human, very loyal servants that you've subdued. Right. And that are that are going to do your wishes. So, I guess the, the other thing is that, you know, inheritance, as far as when a character dies, again, normally... The characters don't retire and die. I mean, I haven't been in campaigns where, but no. there's there's they rules hang up about their sword. It. Yeah, they hang up and but then they don't die and <laughs> the sun comes back. I mean, we had the closest thing we had in one of our campaigns was that you know someone died and their again the henchman took over for them and then they subsequently died the exact same way. Learned nothing. Learned nothing. <laughs> Character <laughs> got killed by a spider. Had a henchman. Had a henchman who became took over that character, went back into that room like three adventures later, got right killed again. by a spec. Well, you know, the, the whole party touched the sphere of annihilation. <laughs> right, the same thing. So, but uh, for those who are out there, have a happy Father's Day. Uh, we look forward to that. So roll a D10 to see oh, how, how well we did. Yes. Okay. You mean we're all done? We're you can, done. I'm, I'm allowed to go home? Yes, you're allowed. You've, you've contract, fill out your contractually obligated time. All right, here we go. Five. Five, that's about, average. That's, that's, that's Pretty high, uh, you know, gravy on a curve. So, um, but Rob, appreciate you coming here. Have a great Father's Day with the father in law. Thank you on the day before Father's Day.
Right, uh, gaming on Father's Day. So that's well, that's always a good thing if you can do that. I'm going to be probably cooking meat for various family members. Well, that's good for you. It's good mm -hmm. to provide. It is. It's very, very paternal. Um, so for Grog Talk, I'm James. I'm Rob. And we will see you next time on Grog Talk. Take care. This is Big Abushi Puppy Production. All rights reserved.